let's see here. We are live. Since we've been live here for a couple seconds, welcome everybody to another episode of Dojo U Live. How's it going out there? <clears throat> looks like looks like the Piper's Dojo is is live on Facebook. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> Funny how that works. Press the live button and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm really tired and cranky, so. I need some performances to cheer me up. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. I, I think we have just the thing for you. Just to cheer me um, up. What, what, what would you rather start with? Do you want to start talking about bagpipes or about technique? Which is more interesting? Oh my God. Neither? <laughs> well, we have to talk about something. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's start with. Let's we'll start with an Anders. Nice. Today. Here comes my notes. Okay, here we go. All right. Right into it today. I'm ready. I'm not hearing anything. Oh, there it's it is. A long intro, sorry. Got it. Long intro. pretty good Alrighty. i feel better already yeah it was really good um and this good <laughs> yeah this was sort of like the um this was a good representation of the standard uh last week uh you know everyone was sort of in the same general range there was little issues in, in all the little categories but general um so yeah you want to walk us through the score or shall I? Uh, you shall. You can critique my scores. Okay, I shall. Um, so, a few small crossing noises. D to E, this was, this was fairly 
representative as well. There was a lot of people with small d to e, also b to e. I don't know if there was in this one, um, but that was another very common one. Um, some lift drops mostly in the second part and a few little slip sloppy finger work. Rhythmic accuracy, I was, I don't know, on second listen, maybe a little generous here um, because we are consistently a little bit ahead yeah. uh, of the beat there. He's, you know, he's keeping a good steady beat, but it's just not quite accurate with the metronome the whole time. Um, and so we can definitely work to, to improve that a little bit. A few synchronization errors with the G grade. of the E doubling. I would definitely love the hands clearly defined. Um, and the embellishment score, similar issues, right? Uh, burl's definitely coming in way early. You have to wait for that first step to hit that burl. Um, and and I think the most, I think the thing about the embellishments, I think the thing about the embellishments too that you're not mentioning here, which was major, is none of the standard doublings were played particularly well. Like the the we weren't really hearing two steps of the movement. Instead, they were kind of crushed over. The two steps were kind of crushed over top of each other, and very tight together. Um, and that's a big thing with the embellishments too. So I think the three is probably correct. But um, don't forget about the basic stuff too, not just the earliness of the burls. Well, yeah, I mean, I put that in single grace note quality because it's the G grace note that's really causing that issue that that's not separate. But at any rate, totally agree. Yeah, I think that they're related. Put on the related. Okay. Uh, dot cut quality, awesome job. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have any there. Yes. Um, tonal quality. Okay, okay here, um, but definitely a little bit on the underside of the Janner. Would love to hear you push through that. And drones very close, uh, but not 100% locked. And I felt like it was a little bit sharp to the Janner, which could have just been that blowing, right? Uh, being on the underside. That's right. The chanter was flat. The chanter was flat relative to the drones. So yeah, that's about. That's right. Um, yep. Good, good job though. Really nice. It kind of feels like it could easily be considerably higher than 62. You just gotta, you know, gotta wrap up some of these fundamental issues uh, and get them on the straight and narrow. I think a lot of these things are easy to fix. I think. Connection here. I mean, okay, yeah, I did the scores, so all the scores are a little bit lower this week anyway, but it's also a slightly harder tune to keep under control. And that, you know, those those issues were present in almost all of the recordings we'll listen to today. There's just, you know, a small little thing, which I feel like will be really easy to fix in all of these recordings. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll see a jump from this week to next week when we do the third and fourth parts. There's no place to hide in a, t in a tune like this. So this tune is on the round side. And because there's no A-lap ASAPs anywhere, right? there's no big long notes to kind of chill out on while you wait for the next uh, group of things to happen. So instead, it's a lot of things. And they're fairly simple. They're simpler, but they're all happening. And there's no place to take a time out and, and mentally rest your mind. Um, and so a lot of these issues kind of rear their ugly heads, right? Like little little crossing noises are coming in, and it's hard to really find the groove once you get off. 
et cetera, et cetera. So a round tune like this, and, and you find the same thing in a jig as well, right? But there's not that many places to chill out and relax. And so that actually makes it harder to control, even though it's far easier to play a tune like this than a two four march. It, it tends to be far harder to play it fundamentally well. Totally. I feel like, I feel like I am, yeah, it's definitely harder for me to play a tune like this than it would be a Strasbe Real now, which is sort of like the exact opposite of what it used to be for many of us. I think, you know, Strasbe was always sort of viewed as really hard, but once you get a hang of really good ASAP, ALAP, it gives you <coughs> flexibility in this. And here you just have to be good. There's, <coughs> there's no way around it. ALAP, ASAP. <coughs> All right, um, so uh, well, there's an internal. I think it's. I think the do. It's going to split up the dojo. There's an internal uh, battle about the order of ALAP ASAP, even though the order is perfectly standardized. <sighs> you know, what can you do? Some people just go in rogue. You know what I mean? Did I did I do it backwards a couple of times, or was it? Yeah, yeah. Somebody else. You no, know, it was you. Okay, but it's okay, I forgive you. Let's, uh, what do we got next? Do we have one of Andy's next? Uh, we have Hart. We've got Hart coming up next. All right. I have Andy's stuff here. Do you, do you need me to copy and paste it? Oh, um, why don't we do the first half with these recordings, and then we'll go to Andy's on the second half. Gotcha. How does that sound? No probs. Sounds good. That way we stick in the same. Your heart. Interesting. So I feel like uh, underscore should have been better now looking at my score for this, but oh well. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. This is, this is better than Anders. Yeah. So anyway, I'll, well, the score says so. Um, anyway, here Not, we go. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. A couple I... of small catches. 
I think Anders has the potential to be just as good, but this particular performance, I think Hart did a good job. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly more controlled, right? Yeah. Um, and we were just a little ahead of the beat at the beginning of it, but then by the second part, we really settled in there. Um, there was a couple of small crossing noises, but they were quite small. And of course, we had the mistake at the end, but, you know, that happens. Um, G Grace Note, a little bit too big, especially in the E-doublings. E-doublings could be a bit more separated, and we want to hear definitely the steps of those, the burls. Uh, tonal quality was not great at the beginning. Choke in the first part, right? And then much better in the second part. Uh, and what's interesting is that the drone tuning followed that trend, not in at the beginning, and you know, much closer at the end. So we have a very interesting little thing here, right? We have a drone read calibration issue in addition to just not playing at the, the sweet spot in that first in that first part. So <clears throat> something that we can hear the, the effects of here when you're not when you don't have your drone reads well calibrated, uh, a small or you know medium sized blowing deviation has a huge effect on your drones yeah it's a really nice performance though and i think overall there's lots of good stuff there i will say this don't just say oh you had a mistake at the end there and that happens right like make sure you play all the way to the end and you keep your focus all the way to the end otherwise a lot of hard lessons will have to be learned later on when things really matter. So even when you're just practicing and, or making a recording for Tojo U or whatever, right? Hold yourself, hold yourself to vigorous standards all the way to the end and don't lose focus, right? Sometimes what I like to do is pretend that there's another tune coming up next, or in this case, right? Pretend that the third part is coming up next. And um, I try to keep my focus all the way until, you know, past the finish line. Um, so that I don't accidentally uh, become disconnected at the end and allow something stupid to happen. Uh, so just uh, just food for thought there. Don't you know? Don't let yourself off easy on that. Don't let that kind of thing happen again. Because you know how like uh, what is it? Eighty percent of car accidents happen within five minutes of your house. Something like that. Yeah, it's that. It's the same sort of thing with bagpipe tunes, right? Uh, I think the vast majority of mistakes happen either right at the very beginning or right at the very end. Yeah? So, so just as a performance tip for everybody, just as a performance tip for everybody, uh, you know, keep that focus all the way to the end and don't ever let off the gas until you're done. Know what I mean? Good job, though. Great job. I, you know what I mean? The, the fact that I'm just nitpicking uh, deep, deep psychological uh, tips means that was a good performance. All right. I'm going to have a Ken up next. All right. So I have Kens, right? Yeah. No, no. Andy did all of last week's, and I did all of this week's. Oh, I see. Got it. Got it. The, the scores were all mine, all consistent. Um, 
and so yeah, we, we can look at the the third and fourth of Blackberry Bush next week. Uh, or sorry, not at the second half of the show if you want. I'm not that worried about it. No, I've got all the scores over here. I kind of wouldn't mind just leaving last week way back in last week and and just doing this week this week. You know? Then we can do that too. So no worries. I got all the scores on my side. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So I missed a little crossing noise there right at the beginning as well. Um, but other than that, a couple of V2E crossing noises. For, here, for me, really the biggest problem in this recording was the tempo. Uh, it was too high and we were not at all under control. Um, yeah, and, and that was challenging. I agree. Um, the, I think the biggest thing, Carl, like uh, the tuning, yeah, anyway. the tuning score is too high here. That would be my my biggest like uh, my biggest thing. I might change is like those really sharp notes on the chanter really detract from the overall experience, and so like it just can't be a four for me. It's more like a three point two five or something. Meanwhile, I mean it'll be right back up to a four as soon as those tuning issues get addressed. I think. But overall, the chanter was sharp relative to the drones. And then on top of that, there were some notes like D that were quite sharp, you know. Um, so, so like you said in your comments, like it is winter time. It's like the most diabolical uh, time of year to try to play bagpipes. Um, but, uh, but that score is a bit too high. Um, I think Ken got away with one here. You know what I mean? That's what I think. It happens. It happens. It's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the drones were well locked, and, and that's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. tempo and, and sorting out the tonal quality issues uh, will have a big effect. Like, I think, honestly, the chatter, I don't know. For me, it was more than, it was just the, the dryness, but... Uh, it's hard to separate dryness and tuning issues. Yeah. I feel like. 
anyway um yeah it is good so so can can you have to uh can you have to turn the metronome on double timed and uh learn to get that control right that that carl's 100 percent right about that like that's that's definitively not where it needs to be for you to develop this tune into something better right so it doesn't really matter what the chanter sounded like because what you need to work on is you know uh, taking this tune down a notch and focusing on that rhythmic control that you need so uh but it's good though certainly nice Drones were definitely locked, you know? Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, I, I think maybe Ken made some change, changes in his drones, maybe. maybe. Or maybe he's on an easier read or something. Ken's going to tell us the secret to his bagpipe. Um, All right, so. Yeah. Ready for another? Yeah, I'm ready. Here comes Stew. So trend that I noticed throughout a lot of these performances, yeah, it's really, really nice. Um, and, and that's that we have a tendency to play the G grace notes that are not on the downbeat early. Um, and, and that's causing a little bit of rushing in here, as well as in Stu's case, playing all of the doublings and burls ahead of the beat. So that makes it very difficult to, uh, to get on the downbeat and stay steady, though still pretty good control at higher tempo here uh, overall so i thought that was that was quite nice um yeah what do you think uh yeah i mean i even though he wasn't drastically ahead of the beat he he was definitively ahead of the beat every single beat so uh so we had a wide variety of issues from there's probably 30 or more crossing noises in those two parts so we need to get rid of at least 29 of those, right? And then uh, we have grace note synchronization errors, embellishment problems. Um, so we gotta, you know, gotta nail that down. Gotta take that a little bit more seriously um, because it's just been an issue for um, Stu for quite a while. 
Um, and it's so close to being great. Like, I think in the first time through the first part, he was definitely playing at a different level. But it, it, it unraveled back to normal stew, uh, you know, by the time we got fully into the tune. So um, work on that, you know. Uh, quit cold turkey. Quit playing, not the bagpipes, quit playing ahead of the beat. Cold turkey. Yeah. Quit playing ahead of the beat, cold turkey. Take it seriously and never look back. Because that'll, that'll resolve so many issues, I think, that, um, that are related. But yeah, great performance. I mean, a nice solid, what, what are we at, 65 or something? Really nice. Very nice, Mr. Stu. Yeah. That's really good. Very good, very good. All right, we are rolling along today. I know. It's good. I like so it. How about a... Yeah, how about a Carolyn? We'll do a Carolyn next. All right. <clears throat> I'm excited. Here we go. Nice. Yeah. Another, I thought, very strong performance. Sorry, there's the score. Um, so yeah, couple of crossing noise. The same, same sort of thing. Um, you know, we were just a little bit ahead of the metronome there. Grace note size was pretty good. Some small sync errors in the doublings. Um, would like to hear a little bit more of that separation. Burl's ahead of the beat. These are all very common themes with this, uh, with this, with this tune, I guess. Um, and then tonal quality sagging a bit, um, and then uh, yeah, gotta gotta sort of raise the read a little bit because for me the top hand of that channel was sharp, and so uh, Carolyn was sitting back on that read to keep it in check. Yeah. When we really just need to raise that read a bit, um, and then I'll make that better. Um, yeah. That was a really good performance though for the metronome. Yeah, Carolyn said she didn't really have the tune down yet, but she wanted to submit. So, so that, I think that's different than the mistake we heard from Hart, you know, where 
I think Hart clearly had the tune. Everything went great. And then I think he definitely just lost focus at the end. For Carolyn, like, you know, she doesn't quite know the tune as well as she wishes yet, but she went for it anyway. So that, that would be different. I'm, I'm not going to harp on that too much. What I will say is, just like Ken, playing ahead of the beat throughout is causing so many of these other issues. Like, I bet you the vast majority of those crossing noises disappear if you actually you just chillax and hit that beat and don't let yourself be continuously ahead, right? To be ahead once or twice is no big deal, but then we need to make that adjustment in our playing, right? Literally just wait a little bit longer before moving off of the current note and then you'll get right back on top of the metronome. Um, and then we need, to, we need to make that connection to the groove. And then technically so much is going to improve by, by being connected to that rhythmic foundation of the tune. Um, what's interesting, and we've said this before, if you turned off the metronome so we couldn't hear it, it would certainly sound like Carolyn was playing more or less rhythmically really well because she's exactly the same amount in front of the beat every time. But you could see the negative side effects that are caused technically for the player when they're not actually in control, right? They're always just a little bit out of control. So that's why it's so important to be able to lock into that metronome is so that, is so that you're actually... Like everything you're trying to do is actually honestly centered around that one point in space. So, so again, um, that's what we need to drill down into. It's boring to talk about, super, super urgent for everybody uh, to figure that out and so that they can lock stuff in to the beat. Boring to talk about, super important. It's like... It's like if we don't stop eating excessive refined carbohydrates, we're going to die young. Boring to talk about. Everybody's talking about it. Come on. I love my Oreos. I got, I got to have like 10 a day. I love Oreos so much. But it's boring. It's boring to talk about and we're tired of talking about it. But what we really need to do is urgently address the issue now so that we can at least statistically be rewarded with like an extra decade of life. You know what I mean? Statistically. Statistically. I mean, there's still a, there, you know, <laughs> there's, there's still a pretty good chance yeah. something terrible is going to happen to you. But that chance goes down when you stop. Uh, outlook. Still a pretty good chance I'm going to be perfectly fine. I go with that. <laughs> I mean, so so hit those beats, everybody. Hit those beats, right, or ready for another? hit the beats, Carl, or you're going to die young. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, see how I see how I bridged the see how I bridged those two concepts, and now you can see just how important that is. You know, that's called deduction. Yeah. That's, That's a conflagration if I've ever seen one. No, no. It's called a scientific goal. Scientifical deduction. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here comes Siri. Hey, Siri. Play Donald McLeod. 
So really good job here. And uh, yeah, there it goes. So this was cool because I feel like Siri was really, really trying hard and mostly succeeding yeah. to stay on the beat. Really good. Um, still early as an average, right? There was plenty of moments where she's jumping ahead, but you could hear a very concerted effort. That is excellent practice, right? Um, it's only a matter of time before that becomes uh, easy and and sort of the base uh, uh, <coughs> level for, for a series. So um, that was really, really encouraging there. And then there was a couple of large issues in each of the other categories, but... No, so small. small but large. <laughs> so the spots Siri Siri was on the beat every single beat. I'm making you wait. This is a dramatic pause. Except for all the E doublings. The E doublings were the things that came in ahead. So uh, you know, take out the E doublings. Just play G grace notes for a while. So you're focused on locking everything in. We did this in class the other day. Take it out and then once everything's locked in and it'll be a total piece of cake because the problem is the E doubling, right? And you're not fundamentally playing it well yet. So once everything's in place, feeling great with the plain grace notes, then you just play an F grace note after the G grace note on those E's. And now you've reverse engineered a fundamentally really, really good rhythmic performance. Okay, so uh, fix those E-doublings. Yeah. There you go. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, this was one of the more controlled recordings we heard uh, thus far and that I heard the whole time, so that was right. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Nice job, Siri. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we have. Well, we just have two more reviews. So <laughs> there you go. We've got Beth, and then we have our winner of the week. After that, <clears throat> hmm, who could that be? Not to say that Beth didn't do great. She did well as well. All right, here we go. Here. So I'm just going to stop the recording right there. So that bass drone, Beth, that bass drone is really out. You should not start the tune until you reach up and fix that bass drone. Okay. It doesn't take any time, you know. I mean, I know, I know that it's hard when, when you're learning how to do it. It can be hard to hear that. But uh, from, as, from a listening perspective, right, I'm already... I'm already not thrilled about the sound of the pipe because the bass is well out there. So uh, anyway, let's continue.
Yeah. The bass drone was wicked sharp. Needed to come up about like half an inch. Well, I think what she did, she tuned her drones to low A, which was also wicked sharp. Um, Interesting. Or at least tune that bass drone to low A. I don't know. Um, but yeah, low A, definitely sharper. There were a couple of moments there uh, where that shined through. And so a little tape on that low A, that, that could help. Get them a lot closer, at least for Beth. Um, yeah. The bagpipe was just not. <clears throat> the bagpipe was just not like there, right? Like even I think that. I, I think Beth, there must be something going on there because she usually gets a far better bagpipe sound than that, which is a shame. Let's segue. It was a, as a shame because the finger work is some of her best work. I think the finger work was really, really nice. Overall, a couple crossing noises, sometimes a teeny bit early, whatever. Um, Grace note's still a little bit on the big side, but everything was well organized, placed pretty nicely on the beat. The doublings were there, you know, things were good. The finger work side. Still little things to get, but, um, but I just wanted to point that out as the performance was getting started. It's like, I can tell you before you even start the tune that the bagpipe sound isn't working. Right, And it makes, as a listener, right, or for some of you who are going to compete in solo competition, the judge is already going to write you off before you play a note because the, the basics of bagpipe sound are missing. We need those drones. We need two things, really, right? We need the drones to be locked in with each other. So all three drones sounding as one. Okay? If it doesn't sound as one, don't start. Fix it first. Take your time. Uh, no one's going to disqualify somebody for trying to get their drones a little bit further in tune. Even if you take the full three minutes to try and figure it out, right? Uh, get those locked as one before you start. And then, um, and then the other thing we need is for those drones to be in tune with the chanter as well as a unit. So, so we can adjust the overall tuning of the drones up or down to lock in with that chanter, but those are the two things, okay? Don't start your performance until you've answered yes to both of those questions. Are my drones really uh, locked in with each other? Are, are they sounding as one? Yes, okay, cool. And then are my drones sounding in tune with all of the intervals of the chanter? Not just low A, but you know, are all those intervals sounding pretty nice? Yes or no? Once you check the yes tick box, then you're safe to join, uh, safe to join, <laughs> safe to start playing. Okay. <clears throat> but, uh, but you have to make sure you do that because until you do that, nobody is going to lean in. Nobody's going to lean in and want to listen to that performance. Um, so that's why it's so important. What's a shame, you know what I mean? Like I can picture myself in a grade four competition as a judge, especially now that I'm back on the judges panel. Um, but uh, I can picture myself in a grade four competition as a judge and I can picture this exact performance taking a second place in a large group of competitors. But that would only be if the sound of the instrument was a little bit better, right? Without now missing that sound of the instrument, 
this exact performance probably isn't going to get a prize. You know? So, uh, so there you go. Like, just think about that. And, and like I said, Beth has gotten this a lot closer before, but, uh, what are those things you can practice to get yourself more prepared for those performances? Is the next performance a good example of locked in bagpipe drones to the chanter and all that good stuff? Yep, generally so. <laughs> all right, so let's hear this one. Let's hear this one and tell me if you want to lean in and listen more closely to this. Yeah, all right, here we go. So that, that bagpipe sound was great. Excellent. You can't tell there's more than one drone, except for the fact that we're bagpipers and we know that bagpipes have three drones. But actually using your ear, it just sounds like one big, rich, full sound. Okay? So that's nice. And then all of the intervals of the chanter. Uh, all of those intervals of the chanter are... Well balanced. Uh, there you go. Yeah, traffic was, I just got a message from my wife. Yeah, traffic is like a mess in Albany right now. Because uh, it's like, it was like tons of snow over the weekend and yesterday tons and tons of rain. Then it snowed a little bit on top of the rain last night and then it froze. So it's like good times. Lovely. Yeah, it's, man, it's like, so. Did you bring your. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Did you bring your ice skates to work? How did um, you get in? I used my car, but uh, it was kind of like a, at least like a roller skate. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, man, like the winter is so vicious. I'm like. Uh, two years ago, when we did our first cruise, we left right about exactly now. In one week, we'd be leaving for the cruise. Oh my God, that would be so nice. Th this year, it's a month later on. It'll, watch, it'll be like tropical here by then. Uh, but uh, it's unbearable. <laughs> it'll also be really nice and warm where we're going now. So that, that's kind of nice. It's just the winter here is un unbearably awful there's no other way to put it you know yeah. 
There you go. It's just not. Well, it's just not as bad in France, Carl. It's just not. You know. That is our last recording from today. I mean, it's like in its fifties here, and maybe a little gray and rainy today, but it'll be sunny tomorrow. Yeah, that's not so bad. Fifty degrees. Fifty degrees. <laughs> Fifty degrees. That sounds so nice. Oh boy. Jen says that's life. Jen basically says that's life. In other words, suck it up, Buttercup. That's what she's saying. Yeah, Jen, who's writing from us from like the frigid, frigid, frigid north. <laughs> I don't even want to hazard a guess at how cold it is where where Jen's currently. I hate how that's a woman's response. Probably pretty cold by him. That's a woman's response to everything. Is shut up. I have it worse than you. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what makes it worse is, yeah, well, never mind. I'm going to get, I'm going to get uh, picketed outside if I say much more. It's Troy, yeah. New York. Uh, Careful. Sometimes Stephanie watches this show too, so you get double a. Oh, she's watching right now. Yeah, yeah. She's watching right now. Okay, well, um, look at these giant icebergs floating down the river. That's a good sign that it's time to uh, end the show and start packing sandbags around the office. Um, <laughs> the Facebook chat is not none too thrilled with uh, my <clears throat> sexist comments. The good news is only eight people watch this show, so they're not likely to prosecute. All right. Um, that's it, everyone. Great job this week. Um, we'll come back. It looks like a lot of people got to hunker down with that metronome and just figure out what they got to do to lock in for next week because we've got parts three and four coming our way. And I think that's it. I'm going to press stop on the stream. Thanks for watching, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you later on. Huh?